The Word of the Lord, according to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the Magi secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen where it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their country by another way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the gospel of St. Matthew that I just finished reading for you and serves the basis of our theme for the epiphany of our Lord. Now, that's a gift worth giving. Tonight, we celebrate Epiphany with the end of Christmas, the twelfth and final day being yesterday. Twelve drummers drumming as the song goes symbolically, the twelve points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed, the meaning behind the song. But Epiphany is special. And as I said on Sunday, wait, there's more. In the third century, the early church leaders established Epiphany. This holiday celebrates and recognizes Christ's birth, baptism, the adoration of the Magi, and the first miracle at Cana. Today, we focus on the adoration of the Magi. During the Middle Ages, celebrations focused on the Magi's journey. In 1336 Italy, one would find processions, ceremonies, nativity plays, and carnivals. Some folklore and customs of Epiphany throughout the world include children receiving gifts on this day rather than on Christmas Day. In some Spanish-speaking countries, three kings deliver gifts, not Santa Claus. On Twelfth Night, as it is known in some countries, children would leave a shoe and a bit of straw on their doorstep, for the camels, no doubt. They would find their shoe filled with gifts and the straw gone. 
Some traditions on Epiphany around the world include eating a king's cake with a trinket baked inside. Whoever finds the trinket is king or queen for the day. Who wouldn't want to be royalty for the day, right? It also points our hearts to our status as a royal priesthood, as Peter writes in 1 Peter 2. France calls it the Feast of Kings, and in Spanish-speaking countries, it's called Three Kings Day. So all that being said, you kind of have to wonder, what were the magic thinking with gifts like these? I know you're all saying to yourself right now, you stupid pastor. Everyone knows that they were bringing gifts for the Messiah, the King of the world, the Redeemer of the nations. Why would they give anything else? Yes, I know that. But I remember the gifts we got when our sons were babies, and I can't help but ponder the truth that Mary would have needed these things as well, or at least things similar to what we were given. First of all, we needed diapers, and even though I thought it was a little overkill how many diapers we were getting at the shower, I found out within just a couple of weeks that supply was barely enough to get us through the month. Second, we need something to help with the chafing of their little backsides. We did finally choose a cream that did the trick, but... It took some experimenting until we fell upon the one we recommended to everyone we knew. Finally, we needed deodorizers. The diaper genie helped, but a safe air freshener was paramount for the requisite smells the little guys brought to the changing table. Obviously, we needed much more than that, or at least we thought we did. But in Mary's day, a stroller, diaper bags, and a plethora of toys would have been ludicrous and unnecessary. All she needed was the basics, too. The look on her face must have been priceless when the Magi showed up in all their glorling. They were likely not dressed like the locals, so you can imagine their shocking attire to Mary and Joseph. It's also possible that they were not familiar with Hebrew scripture like the chief priests and scribes, Otherwise, they would have most assuredly gone to Bethlehem first, instead of to King Herod in Jerusalem. They were certainly coming to see the king of the Jews, but they were not kings. Sorry to my dearest Hispanic friends. Rather, they were magicians, pagans, and practiced in the dark arts. And that comforts me. The God would reveal himself in the least likely of people, because he cares even for those farthest from him. What a joy to know that even we find ourselves far from him in whatever station of our life. He still cares for us and reveals himself to us. So the Magi's arrival and their gifts and their likely appearance may have thrown Mary and Joseph off just a bit. So... Jesus would do to them in the future as well. And you can imagine Mary looking at the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, wondering, what are we supposed to do with all of this? What I could really use is some more swaddling cloths. You wouldn't believe how fast I'm going through these strips of linen, and I don't have time to wash them every other day. 
Oh, and some olive oil would be nice. The poor little guy's skin gets so dry. And I just want to make sure he's comfortable and not itchy from this dry climate. Plus, I really need salt. I could just rub the salt in with the olive oil and it would really help clean the baby. Just don't know what I can use the gold, frankincense, and myrrh for. It's interesting when you look at what people in church history have said about all these gifts. But it's all pure speculation. So we can't know, as our old church janitor, Ed Gaber, used to say. Luther thought the gold financed Joseph and Mary's flight to Egypt to escape King Herod's persecution. And some early church fathers felt that the frankincense and myrrh anticipated the need for perfumes to deodorize Jesus' body when he was buried in the tomb. The truth is, these were simply gifts for a king. Standard protocol in any official visit to a court in those days. So it wasn't three kings day. It was the king of kings day. And that's our eureka moment tonight. No, Mary would not get extra diapers she so desperately needed. No, Mary would not get the soothing olive oil. And no, she wouldn't get the purifying salt. Rather, she would get something so much more. She would get the honor and privilege of raising a king. Now, I'm not saying that was easy. She and Joseph would had the harrowing experience of losing Jesus in Jerusalem as a boy when he needed to be in his father's house, the temple. They watched him lead the inexplicable life of a Rabbi sophist and prophet vagabond, when even foxes had holes and the birds of the air had nests, but Jesus had no place to call his home. Mary even watched the unbelievable treatment of her son, the king, betrayed by the Pharisees, scourged by the soldiers, and crucified for no fault of his own. Standing at the base of the cross, did she wonder? Is this the king the Magi thought he was? Were all those gifts for naught? Someone had to tend his body in the tomb. But they crucified him as a common criminal. So no one would do it. It had to be Mary. That is where the story of our Lord began, and that is where it ended as well. As far as Mary knew, in a cave he was born, and in a cave he would rest from his labor. Oh, how the strips of linen to wrap him, the oil for his body to smooth the skin, and the salt to purify and mitigate the stench of death would be useful now. This son of hers she saw given life on earth would let her witness him alive again after he was dead. The risen Jesus, who would never die again, would rise to show us our life eternal as well. For this God-man swaddled the entire world through the drapes of his death in order to give us all our undeserved eternal life. This man anointed the world through his blood shed on the cross that soothed the scars, the devil, the world, and even we ourselves cut through sin. And this man purified all of us by letting his enemy salt his wounds so we would never feel the pain and the perpetual consequences of a rebellion against him. The Magi came to bear gifts, 
But Jesus is the gift that absolutely no one can outgive. And in this season of Christmas, that is the gift worth giving. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.